We have learned this month that we are free to rest from our labor and that Jesus is Lord over the Sabbath. We learned that freedom is given and sustained in a godly community and that truth makes us free. And today the title of my message is Freedom is in Your Praise. Everybody say freedom, freedom. is in my praise. In my praise. Turn to your neighbor and say freedom, freedom. Is, in my praise. is in my praise. Yes, yes, freedom is in your praise. And my objective is to show you praise in connection to freedom. Um, one of my mentors who have gone on to be with the Lord, a powerful man of God, Dr. Miles Monroe, put out this book years ago. Everybody say, it's old, y'all. It's old. Um, and the title is The Purpose and Power of Praise and Worship. If you can still get this book, you need to get it. All right. It has blessed my life for years. And um, a lot of my message will come from this book today. Um, this spiritual weapon has been blessing my life. It has blessed me to stay free. It has blessed me to walk in victory for many years now. Um, I praise God. I, 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 I was praising God, should I say, way before I had the understanding of the power of my praise. I praised them because I saw other people praise them. I praised them imitating others who seemed to benefit from praising God. I praised God just because he told me to. It's a commandment in the word of God. And um, it's amazing that I was still able to reap the benefits even though I didn't really understand what I was doing. I thank God for the saints that went before me because they walked in the power of God. It was the norm for them to walk in the power of God. It was the norm for them to walk in victory because they simply did what God said. It didn't mean they were so educated or up on the latest, but they understood that if you obey the word of God, you will reap the benefits of obeying the word of God. We are in a spiritual battle so we must use our spiritual weapons to hold on to our freedom that Jesus provided for us on the cross. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. All right? Everybody say every thought. Every thought. Every thought. Every thought. Yeah, we have to understand the importance of bringing every thought because the devil will bring a thought, but you don't have to keep it. We mess up when, we, when the devil brings the thought that we dwell on the thought. No, 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 you pull it down. Any thought that the enemy brings to your mind that does not line up with the word of God, you pull it down. All right? How many people want to stay free in here today? All right. Amen, amen. If you, if you embrace this word today, I promise you your life will change forever. It will change forever. We, like Paul, are mere human, weak humans, so we can't use human methods to win our battle. God's mighty weapons are available to us as we fight against the devil's stronghold. As Christians, we must choose whose methods we're going to use, right? God's or the world's. Paul assures us that God's mighty weapons 
Prayer, faith, hope, love, God's word, the Holy Spirit are powerful and effective. These weapons can break down the proud human arguments against God and the walls that Satan builds to keep people from finding true freedom. Okay? When dealing with people's proud arguments that keep them from a relationship with God, we may be tempted to use our own methods, what we think and what we feel. But nothing can break down these barriers but the weapons that God has given us. Paul uses... Paul uses... Well, I can't talk right now. Military terminology to describe this warfare against sin and Satan. God must be the commander-in-chief. Even our thoughts must be submitted to his control as we live for him. We're talking about staying free. Freedom is in your praise. What is praise? Praise is one of our spiritual weapons that when used properly and continuously will allow you to stay free and live in victory every day. Like they say, every day. Every day. Praise is celebrating God. Praise includes commending, expressing approval, or a favorable judgment of and glorifying, especially by crediting with perfections. I am convinced that everyone in here today knows what praise is. You see, growing up in a black Pentecostal church, we were known for our praise. We will praise God on you. I remember singing growing up before I could get a note out in church. They're already saying, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sing it, baby. Then as I grew up and began singing around and going to different churches, some of my light-skinned brothers and sisters' churches, I didn't hear that much noise. And I thought to myself, ah, oh, they're not really enjoying this. They don't... It's not what they do. It's okay. Everybody just expresses themselves the way they want to express themselves. But then one day I went to a football game. And boy, I realized everybody know how to praise. I want you to know today that praise is not a cultural thing. It is not a denominational thing. But it is a biblical command. He commands us to praise him. It doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter the color of your skin, where you fit in society. He commands us to praise him. Psalm 150, 1 through 6 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. could that message be even more clear? He's telling us as individuals to open up our mouths and to give God praise. Amen? Amen. 
When are we to praise God? Now that we know what praise is, when are we to praise God? Every day in every circumstance. Psalm 31, 34 and 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God promises great blessings to his people, but many of these blessings require active participation. He will set us free from our fears, guard us, and defend us, show us his goodness, supply our needs, listen when we call him, and redeem us, but we must do our part. What is praise? When do we praise? How are we to praise God? Praising God has many forms, all of which have a common denominator, common denominator, Praise is always extroverted. In other words, praise can always be seen and heard. It cannot be hidden. You can't say, I'm praising them in my heart. Oh, no, 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 no. It cannot be hidden or kept silence. Psalm 66 and 8 says, praise our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. This is not to say our praise is to be showy for the sake of show. Quite the contrary is true. Our praise is to be genuine and authentic, arising out of our relationship with God. Therefore, our praise can reflect no more than is truly inside. It can reflect no more than is truly inside. If we have no passion in our heart for God, our praise will not be passionate. The, ab the absence or presence of passion for God within us just naturally becomes evident in our expression of love and adoration and appreciation. And it's amazing how we realize that when it comes to going to a football game, you don't have to go to a, 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 a praise school to go to a football game. You're moved from the inside because you're excited about that team. You don't have to fast and pray. To, let me see if I, so before I go to football game so I can really just show my, what, I, what I feel. Nobody went to school to learn how to praise at a football game. But you're excited. And especially when your team winning. And here we live for the team that continues to win. And I got to tell you to open up your mouth and give God praise. Oh, no, no, no. It comes naturally. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for washing me. has to encourage me to praise God. He's been too good. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I gotta let it out. I gotta let it out. He didn't have to wake me up this morning, but he did. Clothed in my right mind. 
I'm too grateful not to praise him. He's been too kind to me. Hallelujah. Freedom is in your praise. I don't care what you're going through. God will set you free if you learn how to praise him. Hey, glory, glory, glory. He is the only one who can save us. The only one who sets us free. We need to praise God with everything we have in us. Your need is more critical than your level of comfort. Literally fighting for your lives. We have to learn to humble ourselves and do it God's way. Biblical forms of praising God, singing, shouting, dancing, lifting our hands, kneeling, playing instruments. Go, and we can go on and on. But the Bible tells us how to praise him. Why are we to praise God? Well, first, because he told us to. I don't have to get deep. Just he told you to praise him, so praise him. He is God, right? He's God. He commands us to praise him. But then the other reason. Oh, and if you get this, if you get this in your spirits, you'll never be in bondage again. If you get this in your spirit, praise brings God into our environment. Psalm 22 and 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. He dwells in our praises. When you praise God, he will find you. The Bible says he looks for worshipers, those who will seek him, right? In spirit and in truth. I don't have to look for him. He's with me. Why? Because I create an environment every day that he dwells in. I know that he's for me. I, I can, there's not a lie that the devil can come to me with because I already know I serve a God who's faithful. I serve a God who's always there. He, he watches over his word. That's what the Bible says. And the word is in me. So he's watching over me. We got to learn how to stay free. We're whining to the devil and he could care less about you whining. When you praise God, he will find you. So often we are looking for God when we could be creating an environment that invites him to come in. Praise, I go through my house praising God. Lord, you're a wonder. When my kids were in high school, you know, when they kind of go through them crazy, dumb stages. And people used to say, you know, you go in your kids' room? I said, you better believe I go in my kids' room. I go through their drawers, too. And I'm going through there. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, you're a wonder. I thank you for keeping my children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're so good. You're so kind. I'm, I'm inviting them throughout the whole house. I'm doing laundry. Lord, you're, you're, you're so good. You're worthy to be praised. He's hanging out in my laundry room. He's hanging out everywhere. Because I fill my house with praise. When you learn to live in praise, 
People will see God in you. They will recognize his presence with you. And you will see the authority that you have in your life. The devil will recognize it. One of the greatest terrors of the enemy is a praising saint. Create the environment. That's your idea environment. We thrive in praise. God does not need your praise. We need to praise. Praise affects you. You need the stability of God's unchanging presence to keep your world balanced, to keep you free, right? When he's with you, because you've created the atmosphere in which he can dwell, he will make your day. In other words, God will make your day when you give it to him through praise. I wake up, Lord, I thank you for another day. And I told the people in the earlier service, those of us who are over 50, sometimes you wake up and it's a pain in your knee. I said, Lord, I thank you because you're a healer. I don't wake up saying, oh, my knee hurt. What is that going to do? Lord, I thank you because you've healed my body. I thank you because there's nothing too hard for you. I'm going to give you, these are praise practical tips, all right? If you lose your job, you don't say, your first word shouldn't be, I lost my job. Your first word should be, Lord, I thank you for a better job. When you get news from the doctor, you don't want to repeat, you say, Lord, I thank you because by your stripes, I'm healed. You understand what I'm saying? You're allowing him to come into your environment. When you learn to praise God according to his greatness every day, in every circumstance, you will give him the opportunity to get into your environment, to get into your situation, and do the impossible. Everybody say praise, praise. Puts, God puts God to work. To work. Praise, praise puts God, puts God to work. I wonder what our life would look like if we would consistently attract God through our praise. What would our families look like? What would our neighborhoods look like? What would our nations look like? Would we be safe in the streets at night? Would the bars be empty and the churches full? Would you no longer struggle with what you're struggling with? I know that it seems impossible, but we serve a God who specializes in the impossible. When he arrives on the scene, he takes over. And all of a sudden, nothing is impossible. God makes himself known through our praise. Praise is God's prescription for changing your environment. Some of us might be the only saved ones in our household. I dare you to begin to praise God. Just go in and praise. You ain't got to be scared of the dark. We carry the light. dare you to start praising God. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Holy Spirit, just dwell in this place. Dwell in my parents. Dwell in my grandparents. This, I love it because you can experience this power no matter how old you are. Young people, you can carry this power in your schools. We don't have to be nervous what's happening in our schools. All we got to do is open up our mouth and begin to praise God. We complain about sinners doing what they do and we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Teach your children to praise God. 
My grandson, he's, he praises God. He stays in trouble a lot. <laughs> but I'm teaching him how to praise God. <laughs> he walks through hallelujah, hallelujah. I said, praise him, Wyatt, praise him. He prays him in between his time out, because he's... I said, Wyatt, you got to live right now. You got to live right. But you teach, I'm teaching him. So when, when he has to face and go to school, and the devil trying to tell him he's something that he's not, he'll, he'll know how to praise God. He'll know who he is in Jesus. Amen? We got to stop acting shy. It's time out for the church being silent. Everybody else is loud and we're being quiet. Open up your mouth and praise him. The other day, the other day we landed on the plane and I said, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I don't care about people getting offended. Jesus blessed me to land every time I go up in a plane and I come down and I'm okay. I got a right to praise God. So I said, Lord, I thank you, Jesus, right? And I'm getting off the plane, and a lady behind me, she said, thank you. I heard you say, thank you, Jesus. And I'm like, praise God. Oh, I'm going to thank him. Don't invite me to come if you don't want me to thank him. All right, I got to hurry up. Je Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, evidently knew this secret. When threatened by a vast army that struck terror in his heart, Jehoshaphat turned to God for help. He proclaimed a fast, spiritual weapon called the people together, and held a praise session. Second Chronicles 20, 5-7. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Do you see what the king did? He didn't cry and just say what was going on, right? He proclaimed that power and might are in God's hand, not man's. He testified to his faith that no one can withstand God. Then he reminded God what he had already done for his people, and this confirmed this, his faith that God was more than able. When you open up and you praise God, it, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you begin to praise God and you declare him to be who he is, it strengthens your faith. So don't drown being quiet. Verse 12, oh, our God will judge, will you not judge them? Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I told him in the earlier service, I can't count all the times in my life that I didn't know what to do. But I put my eyes on him through praise, all right? Jehoshaphat, response to the threat of war was praise expectancy, and obedience. And this should be our response as well. Every time the devil comes to take your freedom, because praise is the secret to the power of God. 
I know you are dealing with real issues and practical needs that are every bit as threatening as the army that would soon be on Judah's doorstep. So we should deal with attacks on our freedom the same way Jehoshaphat dealt with the Moabites and the Ammonites. Verse 14 and 15, then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jehel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph. As he stood in the assembly, he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the word, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 17, you will not have to fight this battle. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. A lot of us are drowning and losing our freedom fighting battles that are not even yours. The battle is not yours. It's God. We may not fight an enemy army, but every day we battle temptation, pressure, and rulers of the unseen world who wants us to rebel against God. Remember as believers that you have the Spirit of God living inside of you, all right? And if we cry out and if we pray, God will help us. He will fight our battles, right? And he triumphs every time. We serve a God with a perfect record. He's not nervous by your battles. He's already won them. And praise reminds you of that, right? So you have to realize that the battle is not yours. You have to realize that you don't have, you're not a match for the enemy. Your methods will not work. They have never worked and they never will work. All right? And then you have to understand you must pursue the things of God. You got to line up with his word. You can't live against him and then want him to be on your side too. Verse 21 through 24. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Sometimes when you're in your darkest moment and you're in the biggest fight of your life, all you have to do is stop and say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord, everybody say the Lord. The Lord. Everybody say the Lord. the Lord. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, 
utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. The, God confused the enemy. They began, they began to kill each other. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Not one man from, attacking, from the attacking army escaped the vindication of God. The battle is not yours. It's God's. But you got to praise him in order for him to come into the environment and to keep you free. Paul and Silas were locked up for teaching the gospel. They were beaten, put in chains. The Bible didn't say they started whining and talking about people. They, they began to sing songs, hymns, and they were set free. The chains broke off. I'm telling you, chains can't stay on if you learn to praise God. And not only were they set free, but everybody in the prison was set free. You have some loved ones that's dependent on your praise. You have people you work with that's dependent on your praise. You have neighbors that's dependent on your praise. You've got to learn to train ourselves to praise God. Let that be your first response. I need you to understand the significance of their praise, and I'm going to close. They weren't just having a casual praise party, but they understood they were doing serious business. We are fighting out here today. We're fighting demonic powers. And he, he doesn't care who you are, how old you are, the color of your skin, how much money you have, how famous you are. He's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. We're fighting with suicidal thoughts. I'm telling you, the Bible says the garment of praise will lift the spirit of heaviness. You might say, well, I praised them and I still felt it. Keep praising them. You don't stop after five minutes. You keep praising them. And the chains, ha they have to break. They have to break. They were rejoicing. This army was praising God as if the enemy was already dead. Our pastor taught us last week about the importance of understanding verb tense. Jesus already finished it on the cross. It's done. It's done. So we have to begin to praise God in the midst of our situations, like it's already done. Because it is, amen? There is freedom in your praise. One more thing. How we praise God depends on how well we know him. There is nothing anybody can convince me of other than God is faithful. You praise God according to who he is. He's a promise keeper. And that's what they did. They were able to praise God even though all of these armies was coming against them because they believed in the one they were praising. Everybody stand to your feet. Everybody stand to your feet.
Is there anybody in here who knows God today? Anybody understand that he has all power? Is there anybody who's been set free in here today? Anybody want to stay free today? All right, so at the count of three, if you know who he is, and if you know that he's already set you free, and you want to stay free, I want you to praise him like that, all right? On the count of three. One, two, three. so they, they will hear our support. Say, Dear Father, I confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe he died for my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the grave. I repent of my sins, and I make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I will be empowered to stay free. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put those hands together.
you said yes to Jesus today, please let us know you said yes to Jesus. And in order to do that, all you have to do is text BELONG to 77411 and let us know you said yes to Jesus. That is the best news ever. And we would love to send you information to help you walk this walk. God never meant for us to walk this alone. If you have any prayer requests, these wonderful people, after I give the benediction, will be here to pray with you. Hallelujah. And if you want to give your offering, um, the finance team will be ready to serve you in the front lobby and the back lobby. Are you going to keep praising them, y'all? Or you can text to give. You can text Nashville Life to 77411. Hey, everybody. Jesus set you free. Now stay free. All right, Father God, we thank you for these free people. We thank you, Father God, for the power you've already given us. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We thank you for victory every day. Every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be blessed.